Hello, and thank you for joining us today. I'm Laura Evans, and you are listening to Hope for the Hurting. Our mission is simple. We want to provide hope and help to those who are hurting, lost, lonely, and in despair. My background is in broadcasting and radio, and I'm joined by my dad, Dr. Irv Wolf, who, in addition to being a pastor for over 30 years, has a background in marriage and family therapy. Dr. Irv has authored two books, and he is the director of Hopewell Counseling in Minnesota, where he and my mom counsel individuals and couples. And today we're starting a brand new series. It's called Know Your Enemy. We've discussed the end times. We've discussed the armor of God. Where we've talked about prayer and how to battle the enemy in the spiritual realm. And now we're, we're working into a series on knowing your enemy so you can know what you're up against. It's hard to fight something that you're not familiar with. So the first episode focuses on our arch nemesis, Satan himself. So I'll kick us off in prayer. And then if you want to pray and then take it away. Dear gracious Lord and heavenly father, we come before you and we're weary, God. It seems like a, an all out attack every day. And it seems like we have new things that come at us through the fake news every day that is meant to instill fear and anxiety. And we just, we rebuke that in the name of Jesus. We rebuke that and we ask that you would fill us with a spirit of um, confidence and sound mind and love and not timidity. Just give us the tools that we need to take on the devil. And today, as we learn about him, that you would give us clearness to be able to, that dad would be able to present this message clearly and concisely, and that you'd give us ears to hear and that we would be able to absorb what we're, what we're learning and be able to apply it to our life, how to deal with the enemy in the spiritual realm. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, Father, we just come before you in Jesus' name, and we ask that you would bless this broadcast, uh, that it would find ears that are open and listening, and hearts that are willing to obey. Uh, Father, we're especially concerned about the topic that we're dealing with. We're dealing with some heavy topics, mm -hmm. and not the least of which is this first one, uh, dealing with Satan. But as every man who's ever served in the military knows, you have to know your enemy. Yep. Before you can go to battle, you need to know the enemy. You need mm -hmm. to know his strengths. You need to know his weaknesses. Mm -hmm. You need to know how he goes about doing warfare. Mm -hmm. So today we venture into the first of uh, a five-part series on knowing your enemy. And we start out with uh, our chief nemesis our chief adversary, which is uh, Satan or the devil himself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, Laura, we just ask that you protect Laura and me as we talk about this, because uh, he would rather stay undercover, out of sight, mm. uh, in the darkness, in mm -hmm. the shadows, uh, not known. And mm -hmm. we're exposing him. Yep. And that, that basically uh, emboldens him to retaliate against us. So mm -hmm. I would pray for Laura and me that you would uh, protect us by the power of your Holy Spirit mm -hmm. and by the consistent uh, power of your blood to protect us in the spiritual realm. And for that, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. A lot of people are fuzzy about Satan. They've got different ideas. Maybe he doesn't even exist. So show us. What's he all yeah. about? Well, I, I just think back to when I was a young person growing up and there was a comedian by the name of Flip Wilson. Some people remember him. Flip Wilson made a living off the phrase, the devil made me do it. Mm -hmm. uh, people still use that phrase today. The devil made me do it. Kids like that well, The one. world's idea of the devil 
<laughs> yeah, they do. The, 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 the whole idea that the world makes of the devil is to either trivialize him, uh, that he's no big deal, it's just you know a figment of imagination, mm -hmm. or deny his existence, just like they denied the existence of God, uh, so no devil, no God, right. or they ignore his presence in the world today, that uh, we just go on about our lives, uh, we have our own standards of morality, and we don't take into account that Satan is real and he is the leader of an enemy horde, uh, his army uh, of demons, yep. and they fight, they war in the spiritual realm. It's not, it's not a physical conflict, it's a spiritual conflict. Mm -hmm. uh, and Christians, above anybody else, need to take him seriously because he is one of our three main adversaries, mm -hmm. one of our three main enemies uh, that's seeking to destroy us. Uh, together with demons, we'll talk about them in our next episode. But Satan is one enemy, the world around us, mm. and the unsaved, ungodly world around us mm -hmm. that is fueled by Satan's values. Mm -hmm. That's enemy number two. Yep. And then our own flesh. Yep. We have sinful desires because mm -hmm. we, we are born of Adam. And yep. we carry Adam's sin in us, and therefore our own flesh wars against God mm -hmm. and wants to do sinful things. Absolutely. So uh, we're going to look at, at all three of those enemies, actually four with the demons. Mm -hmm. uh, but we'll look at what the Bible says about this first enemy, which is the devil. Right, right. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about, first of all, the reality and the existence of Satan. Yeah, where did he come from? We're going to talk about that. First of all, his name, Satan. It means adversary. Oh, how fitting. Well, what is an adversary? An adversary is an opponent. Yes. Somebody that's somebody that wants to defeat you. Somebody that wants to oppose you. Yep. So that's who he is. His existence is spelled out in seven out of the Old Testament books. And in every New Testament writer, every New Testament writer indicates the reality of Satan. Do you think that means his presence became more obvious um, during the New Testament when Jesus was on earth? He became more active? I think he was, I think he's been around since the fall, even preceding the fall. Uh, he's been around since he was cast out of heaven. Since the fall, it seems like with Jesus coming on earth, demonic activity right. increased significantly. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like Jesus shined the shine the spotlight on him and his demonic activity. Well, yeah, and he tried to he tried to take him out. Uh, if you read in Matthew 4, he tried to come at him to get him to worship him mm -hmm. and deny God and do the same thing that he had done with his minions. Uh, that yeah. is deny God the worship. And so he's trying to get Jesus to do exactly that. Mhm. Mm uh, but Jesus taught the reality of Satan, uh, that Satan is real and he's a powerful opponent. And he taught that in a number of books in the Bible. And then he fought against him in Matthew chapter 4, uh, when, when the devil, uh, after 40 days of fasting, mm -hmm. uh, he came at Jesus and sought to defeat him. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. Where did Satan come from? 
he's not the same as God. God has always been. Uh, God is omnipotent and omnipresent. Yeah. He has always been. He has no beginning or end. Satan has a beginning. Yeah. Uh, he's one of the created angels. In fact, he was a cherubim. It says he was a covering cherubim, which is the highest order of angel yeah. in heaven. Yeah. A cherubim is a protector or a guardian, and he guards the throne of God. Mm. So he's one of chief angels or was one of the chief angels in heaven. But if you read through Isaiah 14, if you read through Ezekiel 28, you find out that his pride and his arrogance yeah. caused him to be cast out of heaven and cast down to earth. Uh, he's not in hell. A lot of people think Satan is in hell. But he no, will he's be. Not. He's on the earth. He will be someday. <laughs> he, in that lake of fire. Yeah, he's going to be. We're heating it up nice and hot for yeah, you, buddy. Exactly. He's, <laughs> he, he's going to be in the lake of fire. But for now, during this present age, uh, he's on the earth mm -hmm. and he's doing his best to steal, kill, and destroy. He has access to heaven to accuse men before God's throne. Uh, Satan also appears as an angel of light. He doesn't dress in a red suit. He doesn't have a pointed tail or horns and a pitchfork. Hmm. That's all of that is, you know, that's the, the gospel according to Hallmark cards. Uh, that's not the gospel according to the Bible. So so that's that's the reality of him. What kind of Hallmark and cards are he, you buying, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> Uh -oh. <laughs> well, the nature of Satan, listen to all of this. He is a liar. He's the father of lies. He's a murderer. Mm -hmm. He's an adversary. He's a devourer, just like a roaring lion, like you were describing. He's an accuser. He's a tempter. He's a deceiver. He's a rebel. He's an enslaver. He's a hinderer of God's work. He's an inciter of riots. Oh, yeah a sower of discord, and a promoter of immorality. Yep, we've seen that loud and clear these past few months, years. Yep, all the riots that were yep. going on. Like here in Minneapolis, 1,500 businesses wow. were broken into, looted, and destroyed. It's disgusting. 1,500, yeah. all by rioters. Yep. All because of this uh, George Floyd. Yep. Uh, who was... Um, murdered by uh, an officer, Derek Chauvin. Yep. Well, in response to that, it incited a riot at 1,500 stores. Many of them minority owned were looted and, and destroyed by black rioters. Right. So it makes no sense. Black rioters just, destroying black businesses. Yep. That's crazy. But that's the, the direct work of Satan. Mm -hmm. Where is all this pornography coming from? That's flooding the internet and ruining the lives of men and women and yep, teenagers. Absolutely. Where's it coming from? from well, he's a promoter of immorality. Well, absolutely. I saw somebody post Pride Month, push it together, the DE from Pride, the MON from Month Demon, right in the middle of Pride Month. Wow. Wow. Demonic right there. Yep. Yep. Well, he sows discord and he promotes immorality. Mm -hmm. And you see that all over. Everywhere. When, when, when people have these 
desires, these ungodly desires mm -hmm. to enter into affairs, when they have ungodly desires to frequent prostitution right. and prostitutes. All of that is uh, at the hands and the temptation of the devil. And you know from the work that you do from, um, you know, every man's battle and the things that you've done for purity, one sin can easily lead to another and another and another. Like it's never, you never have enough. It's never, it just, get, it just gets progressively worse. It's a downhill yeah. slope. Yep. yep. They, they call that tolerance, that you build up a tolerance and mm -hmm. what used to satisfy you is no longer enough. It doesn't satisfy anymore. Right. So in any case, he is a promoter of immorality. Here are some names. Here's about a dozen names for the devil. Mm -hmm. uh, he is called Satan. He's the adversary. He's called the devil. And the word devil actually means slanderer. Mm -hmm. And that's what he is. He's a slanderer. Mm -hmm. He's also called Lucifer. Yeah. Lucifer means a shining one, a one who is light. Mm -hmm. uh, which is interesting that he appears as an angel of light. Right. He's the son of the morning. He's called Beelzebub, Belial, the adversary, as we said, the accuser mm -hmm. of the brethren, the evil one, prince of the power of the air, and the god of this world. So I have a question for you, Lo. All right. And that is, if he's the prince of the power of the air, what does that have to do with broadcasting? Oh. Prince of the power of the air. I mean, we talk about radio and television as being airwaves, going through the airwaves. So he can choose to interrupt broadcasts or create havoc on live streams and, and people that are trying to share the gospel through, through these methods? Yeah, that's all part of it. I think he's the prince of the power of the air. In other words, he has control of the airwaves. Hmm. If you think CNN, MSNBC, CBS, ABC, NBC, if you see all of those are just harmless vehicles for getting information and news out. Yeah, but they're not. You'd be wrong. They're propaganda machines. They are. And he's the prince of the power of the air, mm -hmm. which means he controls those airwaves. Yep. He's the great and, deceiver, too. And his message and his values get pushed and perpetrated through those broadcasts. Hmm, I never thought of that before. That's that's what he's doing. He's using the media and the airwaves to promote his values. Yeah. Yeah, that's no, what you're he's right. doing. You're right. And that would make sense then why um, if he controls that and he uses big tech and then they silence conservatives and Christians and you're not allowed, it's, it almost becomes um, uh, a violation of rights to just talk about Christianity. Even Facebook started um, banning people from connecting to different um, scripture apps and, and, and flagged it as spam. Really? Yeah. Hmm. When people were trying to connect to different Bible apps. Well, it's shocking to me that Facebook and Twitter and, and probably other platforms that are opposed to conservatives could ban President Trump, the president of the United States, well, he's filed a lawsuit, so we'll see where that goes. Well, we're taking him on, Dad. We're not gonna <laughs> we're, we're not gonna take this lion down. Oh, one more name that I, I back to your names list. What about Moloch or Moloch? He is a, a false god, he is a demon, but Moloch worship 
if you remember from the Canaanites, Moloch worship had to do with human sacrifice. But it still does. They still worship Moloch. Yeah. You see it in the abortion industry, mm -hmm. offering up babies in sacrifice to Moloch. They don't call him Moloch. Uh, he goes by other names, but it's still Moloch worship. That's what it is. But isn't Moloch worship, worship the same as Satan worship? Isn't it one and the same? One and the same. He's a murderer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as a murderer, abortion is murder. And you look back at the Old Testament and those passages that talk about, you know, putting their sons and daughters through the fire and worship, worshiping Moloch and sacrificing their children. And you think, such pagans. They're such barbarians. Well, we're no different. In fact, we're probably worse. Yeah, we, we just do it in a lot more uh, scientific, sanitary, hygienic way. My body, my choice kind of way. Yes. We just put a prettier yes. package on it, but it's no different. Yes, yes. You might as well just incinerate them because that's the same thing right. that's happening. Yeah, and in fact, what are they doing with the body parts of, the, of, of fetuses that they can't sell? What do they do with them? They incinerate them. Right. Just like they did with Moloch. And it breaks God's heart, same as it did back then. Well, let's talk a little bit about the work of Satan. And I know this is getting deep. Dear listener, just brace yourself for the next couple of minutes. First of all, his work against Jesus Christ. He tempted Jesus after Jesus had fasted mm -hmm. for 40 days uh, on the mountain. And he attempted to thwart God's plan of redemption. He hit him three times, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Mm -hmm. He hit him on all three areas. He used people to come against Jesus to try to thwart the plan. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody from uh, even Peter himself right. trying to get Jesus to turn away from dying or you know, going to the cross. Right. Uh, certainly Judas, uh, he used him uh, to betray him mm -hmm. and sell him down the river. Well, so he uses people, and he possessed Judas Iscariot in, in his body in the last-ditch effort to thwart the plan, because God's plan was to redeem mankind right. from the fall uh, and the sin of Adam. And so Jesus Christ was the second Adam who was coming along to do that very work. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that, because I was, I was reading through your notes here. How would Judas thwart the plan? It seemed like Judas accelerated the plan because he uh, sold Jesus to those who were wanting to crucify him. Yeah, I think he wanted to, to basically take Jesus out uh, before he could go to the cross. Uh, so he's betraying him. Uh, he's, in essence, he's, you know, he's facilitating going to the cross, uh, but he's part of uh, Satan's ultimate plan was to kill Jesus on the cross. Mm -hmm. He never counted on the resurrection. He never counted on the fact that God would bring him back to life again. He thought he was dead. In fact, when I've dealt with demon-possessed people, mm. one of the things I've heard demons say to me is, we killed Jesus on the cross. And, and I, I rebuke that. And I say to them, no, Jesus rose again from the dead on the third day. You didn't kill him. He, he was only dead for three days. And yep. then he rose again. Wow. And now he ever lives. But the demons are still perpetuating 
the lie. That lie. The big lie. That, that, that big lie that Jesus was killed on the cross. And if you remember in the gospel accounts, the soldiers were paid a significant amount of money to say that his disciples came and stole his body. Mm-hmm. So it's not that they don't know he rose again. They're just trying to perpetuate the lie. They are trying to perpetuate the lie. Mm-hmm. And all Judas Iscariot did is facilitate the process uh, for Satan. Right. Satan used Judas as his uh, physical emissary to, to bring Jesus down and get him crucified mm-hmm. and, and think that, that now I've won because I've gotten God to die on a cross. I killed God. That's what he's thinking. Oh, he's so arrogant. Satan and his war against the nations. Satan deceives the nations. Ultimately, he foments the battle of Armageddon. His war against unbelievers. Satan blinds their minds against the truth of God. Mm -hmm. He snatches the word of God away from their hearts. And he uses their bodies to serve his will. Mm -hmm. They may think that they're in charge. But the reality is... The reality is Satan is very much in their head, Mm -hmm. telling them what their values should be, telling Mm -hmm. them how to think, telling them what words to use, telling them the actions that they should take. So they're not as much in control as they might think they are. And then Satan's war against believers. Satan tempts and he accuses and he Mm -hmm. slanders and he hinders believers. He uses demons to attack them to sow unbelievers in their assemblies, Mm -hmm. their churches. He incites riots against them. Mm -hmm. He does all he can to stop believers from proclaiming the gospel. Yeah, yeah. He does not want anybody to be saved. Yeah. So he comes against them. We'll we'll talk more next week about possession. mm -hmm. Can demons actually possess Christians? Yeah. So we'll talk about that one next week. And as part of, also part of... um, Satan's attacks against believers. Do you believe he also plants false teachers within churches that lead lead Christians astray? You're not kidding. Yeah, absolutely. I think absolutely. we should do a topic on that as well because that seems huge these days. Yeah, I think it's all part of the deception, mm-hmm. the great deception. And he is a deceiver. Yeah, and he is he is one who will lie. Lying is his nature. Right. And what is more discouraging and more disheartening than you as a believer in Jesus Christ, you're sold out for him. You're really trying to live a godly life. And you've got somebody that um, you look up to that you consider to be a strong Christian that you've watched your whole life only to find out they're a complete fraud. They were saying the right things. They were doing the right things. But then you find out they're caught up in immorality or they never, they were living a complete double life. It's so disheartening. It's so discouraging. And we've seen so many examples of that lately. Hmm. It's telling us we are moving towards the end times. Absolutely. I've seen it with at least three that I can think of the top of my head that I really looked up to that I admired and find out they're slime balls. They're absolute slime balls. And that's over the course of um, this past year. And I just thought the, the one thing that it's taught me is that we are to put no one on a pedestal. Jesus is the only one that we put on a pedestal that we look up to and he will never fail us. Never. 100%. He's pure. 100%. He's holy. 100%. He can be counted on. No one else. No one. 
I don't care who it is. No one is infallible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me, let me wrap this up on Satan. He's the leader of the rebel army wars against God and against God's children. Uh, he attempted to seduce Jesus into worshiping him. And when he wouldn't, he set about trying to destroy him and to thwart God's plan for redemption of mankind. Mm -hmm. Martin Luther wrote a great hymn. In fact, it's kind of the uh, classic hymn of the church regarding Satan. It's called A Mighty Fortress is Our God. Mm -hmm. And this is like the second stanza of it. It says, did we in our own strength confide, our striving would be losing. We're not the right man on our side, the man of God's own choosing. Mm -hmm. Dust ask who that may be? Christ Jesus, it is he. Mm -hmm. Lord Sabaoth his name. From age to age the same. And he must win the battle. He must. He has to. He will. <laughs> yes, he will. And and that that is the good news. No matter how much Satan may do, we've read the last chapter in the book. It doesn't end well for him. It doesn't end well for him, and it ends great for those who are believers. Yes, it really does. Absolutely, one hundred percent. And you know, I was watching. Um, a Q&A by a man, I can't remember his name. Oh, this is going to bug me. But he wrote a book called, I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. And he was doing a Q&A with the audience. And a young man who just touched my heart, probably early 20s, said, I'm struggling, pastor. I love Jesus with all my heart. I'm not suicidal, but I yearn for death because I'm so tired of being here. I'm so tired of being surrounded by these evil plans and people who just won't listen. And I try to share the gospel and I try to share about you and I'm rejected every time I turn around. Is it wrong to yearn for death? And so um, this person handled it very well, was very compassionate to him and said, I would like to talk to you after the service. Um, I think this is something that requires some follow-up, but ultimately uh, it is not your job to save other people. It is just your job to live your life, to point them to Jesus and let the Holy Spirit do that work. The reason I bring this up is because we are living in very wicked, very hard days. And some days you're going to feel like you've got it, like you're feeling energized and you're feeling encouraged. And other days you're feeling down in the dumps. I think that just pointing to the fact that Jesus is coming back any day. Yeah, yeah. And so we need to be ready. And that's why we pray Maranatha. Come mm -hmm. quickly, Lord. Come quickly. Deliver us. Yes. This evil, this evil culture we live in. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. And and so for, for those that are listening tonight, if you don't know Jesus yet as your savior, you don't have time to ponder this. I urge you to make that decision tonight because he could literally come back today, tomorrow. We don't know. No, no man knows the day or the hour. Please do that tonight. And it's as easy as ABC. A is admit you're a sinner, and we all are. The Bible says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And B is believe that Jesus is Lord. Satan thought he conquered him. He thought he put him to, to, to death on the cross, but, but Jesus rose again. Christianity is the only faith where we serve a risen Savior. Everyone else is dead, but Jesus, Jesus rose again. So believe that Jesus is Lord. Believe that he rose again. And see, call upon his name. If you call upon his name, he will meet you right where you're at, and he will come into your life, and he will be your Lord and Savior. And Dad, will you walk us through that prayer? 
Yeah, I'd love to. Dear Heavenly Father, we do come to you in Jesus' name, and we thank you that uh, though we are great sinners, you are a greater Savior, mm -hmm. and that you sent Jesus to die in our place, to take the penalty that we should pay, mm -hmm. and to, to suffer the punishment that we should suffer. And Jesus did it all mm -hmm. out of love for us. Yes, he did. And we believe. We believe in Jesus. Mm -hmm. We acknowledge that we're sinners. We acknowledge that we deserve hell. We acknowledge that we're lost and we can't find our way to get to you. But Jesus is the way and Jesus is the life and Jesus is the truth. Mm -hmm. And we believe in him and we believe that he came for sinners just like me, mm -hmm. just like you. Mm -hmm. And now, Lord, we call upon him. We say, Jesus, make me born again. Mm -hmm. Come into my heart. Give me eternal life. Save my soul. Cleanse me from my sin and make me fit for heaven. Yes. And I will live for you. Yes. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. And if you're feeling discouraged, take hope in the fact that Jesus is waiting for you with open arms if you just prayed that prayer. And he will never let you down. No matter what you've experienced today or in your life from earthly people, from even family members, Jesus will never let you down. He never will. He promises to never leave you or forsake you. And if you prayed that prayer, we'd love to celebrate with you. If you email us at hopewellcouncil at gmail.com, we'll send you some materials to help you grow in your faith. And we're just so glad that you chose to give us some of your time today. You can find Hope for the Hurting on many platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Anchor.fm. And you can also find all current and past episodes at hopewellcouncil.com. We'd love to hear from you. Questions, comments, suggestions for future episodes. You can send those to hopewellcouncil at gmail.com. And we now have an official Telegram channel. You can search for Hope for the Hurting. And our little picture, our profile thumbnail picture is um, people locking arms and helping an individual up a really steep cliff because that's the visual we want to give you. We're all in this together. We want to help you. We want to encourage you. And we want to give you something to live for and then to go forth and, sh and share your hope with other people. I like to leave you with James 4, 7, which says, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. 